Hi everyone, this is Zach, and welcome back to the Integration for Everyone podcast. If you haven't subscribed to the podcast already, you can actually find it on your favorite podcasting apps, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and Stitcher. That's the best way to make sure you're getting the latest episodes, so please don't forget to press the subscribe button. So, this week is actually the five-year anniversary of when German Chancellor Angela Merkel said her famous words to the German people at the beginning of the large migration of Syrians fleeing the civil war to Germany. She said, Wir schaffen das, and in English that means we can manage this. At that time, many Germans were energized to receive and welcome refugees. But her words have been much discussed in the German media lately because politics have changed quite a bit today, and the work is often difficult. And everyone wants to know if Germany really has managed this. I'm not really interested in answering that question myself. Integration, I think, is something that takes place over the long term, perhaps lasting a generation or two even, not just five years. I'm more interested in asking what lessons did we learn from this last half decade that can help us moving forward. That's why I wanted to check back in this week with a community integration organization, like we saw in the first episode of Integration for Everyone, when I interviewed Christoph from Vilkoman in Falkensee. Because those first days, weeks, and months when newcomers arrive in a new community can really set the tone for the rest of the experience. Vilkoman in Delgo is actually a similar organization that stepped up to welcome refugees to their community. Uh, and Delgo and Falkensee are actually right next to one another, uh, right on the outskirts of Berlin, but have something of a different story. So I thought it would be interesting to compare those two, and you might consider going back to episode one and re-listening, or listening to that for the first time if you haven't already, to compare what they went through. So in 2015, when refugees started to arrive in large numbers in Germany, the government here decided that they should probably have reception cities all around Germany rather than just settling newcomers into larger areas like Munich or Berlin or Hamburg. So that meant that a lot of small and medium-sized towns like Delgo also received refugees. So after that, a lot of exceptional Germans stepped up to welcome refugees, even if their towns weren't perfectly prepared to receive them. My guest today, Elizabeth, is actually one of those people who decided to do something to create a welcoming environment. And as you'll hear in our conversation, that included things like communicating with organizations in town, addressing rumors and stereotypes from opposed political parties, organizing volunteers, and things like coming up with activities. So I also wanted to feature another organization like this because I think, like I said, the tone that they set from the very beginning has a pretty large and positive impact on the future of integration in Germany. Unlike Falkensee, Delgo's integration organization is no longer officially active, except for the volunteers who have maintained contact, and as you'll hear, uh, some of their programming has lived on as well. Uh, but that's for a lot of reasons. For one, Delgo had only temporary housing for newcomers who eventually moved on naturally to find new homes and jobs. So even though the trajectories of these two organizations were a little bit different, both have made a big impact. Well, that was a bit longer of an introduction than I usually do, but I wanted to set the stage and uh, talk a bit about the context before jumping into my conversation with Elizabeth. But let's start that right now. Okay, thank you again for just saying yes to coming on and talking with me. You're um, welcome. <laughs> yeah, I really appreciate it. So you're you're from a, a town called Dalgo. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah, Dalgo. That's okay. right. Okay, it's right next to Berlin, um, and your initiative was um, Welcome in Dalgo, Welcome to Dalgo, Welcome Initiative, maybe, yes. is the right word. Right. Yeah, and so can you tell me just like really quickly what that was and um, how you got involved? 
Uh, yes, in 2015, when the refugees came to Germany, the, the town administration had to provide home for refugees, and um, they didn't want it really, but they had to. And there were some people, uh, politicians, who who, uh, who founded an initiative against that home, and that's why we said, oh, we have to react now before the refugees come to Diago. And we founded a welcome initiative and and had an article at the at the newspaper and had flyer for for marketing for our initiative. And um, then a lot of a uh, lot of Diago inhabitants wanted to join us and to help the refugees. But we had to wait uh, one year uh, until they, they came because it took very long to build this this refugee home, to find the right place and build it. Right. So then once the refugees arrived, they were there um, for a couple of years. Uh, and I think you mentioned that, and this was on your website as well, that many of them had to leave. Some of them were able to stay in, in Dalgo. Yes. Um, yes. But you all had a couple of years working with them. And I'm just curious what type of um, what type of programs you did, what type of work you did, and uh, you know what? Did, what was your focus? What did you think was the most successful? Yeah, um, they came in 2016. First, we focus on welcoming of uh, on make life easier in a new uh, environment. Then we started with uh, language lessons. We started helping in medical. We we showed them the town. We uh, gave them addresses, uh, shopping uh, tips for food, finding uh, bicycles, for example, because bicycles were very um, helpful for coming around without paying money for anything, for bus or train. And uh, we had a a lot of donations, uh, bicycle donations, also uh, money donations. So we founded a bicycle workshop. There was one of our helpers who showed the refugees how to repair the bicycle. And um, yeah, that was a very good thing. The language teaching was very good. Also, we had parties. We uh, Some people make sport with the refugees. Uh, we tried to, to, to help them to get in the life uh, in Germany, in, in our town. Yeah, help them with the things that most every you know Germans would kind of take for granted that they know how to do easily and yes. you know, go shopping and things like that. And you had you had at first quite a few people um, really interested, uh, about two hundred on your website. It's, you told me, uh, yes. and then around thirty to forty just very active volunteers. Did you feel like it was easy to find these people who were interested to help out? Uh, uh, it, it was uh, in the beginning it was very easy um, every month we had a meeting and uh, always more people came and wanted to help but uh, on the other hand uh, it was a problem that uh, the refugees came later than announced because then um, people said oh now I, I have no longer time for waiting or for... Um, and then yeah 30 or 40 people were very Serious interested and and they helped us uh, a lot. It was easy to find them. 
sometimes it was not so easy to conserve the motivation. And some some people wanted to help, but they didn't know how. And we gave them tips, and sometimes it works, uh, it worked, and sometimes not. <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, but but it was you know maybe easy to. Uh, I'm I'm wondering since Delgo is kind of a smaller community, it's right next to Berlin, but yeah, not a really big city. Maybe no. it was. It seemed like it was easy for you all to connect, and there was a built-in yeah, uh, social. It was a diver. I think it is. Um, it has uh, two two different groups: uh, uh, the helpful uh, people and the not helpful people. There were a lot uh, of people who uh, were not amused that uh, the refugees come to Dalgo, and uh, they were, were a little bit aggressive. But we had not real problems with this aggression. No. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah, they mostly stayed quiet after they arrived, or uh, they mostly uh, yes. Sometimes there were some rumors what the refugees ha- had uh, done, and 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 we always um, make a research uh, if it's uh, true or not, and then we could inform uh, the public that uh, the rumors were wrong, and um, yeah. So your work was kind of two different directions. You were helping refugees, but you were also communicating with the community at large to be able oh, yes. to describe. Oh, yes, yes. Yes, and that was my personal thing that uh, I, I made the communication, mostly with the refugees, with the, with the people from the home who, who make the administration, with the social worker, and um, also with uh, critical people. Or with the politicians also. So communi- communication was my focus. And I organized the people who wants to do this and who wants to do that, who wants to uh, teach German, who wants to make sport with them and so on. I, I was a communication uh, uh, center. <laughs> yeah, the coordinator. Yes. That's a, that's a tough job, keeping everyone happy. Yes, really. <laughs> that was quite exhausting, yeah. And and I, I want to just highlight this wasn't your day job either. This was something you were volunteering to do? Yes, it was uh, voluntary and died uh, my job. And that's why it was quite exhausting. And after two years, I, <laughs> yeah, exhausted. A lot of effort to, to keep it up. But you mentioned to the last time we spoke some of the successes that you you saw with refugees. Um, what do you think that like you know you said teaching teaching German, um, playing sports together, doing yeah. things like uh, teaching shopping, how to how to shop, how to fix your bicycle. Uh, what were the successes? What did you think had the biggest impact on on refugees and and on the community too? You know, you, you, we said your work was in two different different areas. Yeah, um, I think the. The first success was uh, to keep down the the le- the, the right wing people. Um, that was the first success before the refugees came. Um, they they didn't say any more uh, critical things, and we could work and do our helpful work uh, without uh, conflicts. That was good. And then uh, the successes with the uh, refugees. Well, a lot of of them get jobs fast. First, they had to do their obligatory language course. Mm-hmm. 
that was very good for getting a structure in the in 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 the day and uh, they know what to do. Um, but um, yeah, the successes were uh, finding jobs, uh, finding flats, uh, getting better in in German lessons in German in, in the language. And uh, some young people had very good success uh, in finding a study place or um, some other uh, jobs with perspective. And um, yeah, that is that was the thing what motivated me yeah that makes sense um and it's really nice to see that all your hard work had some positive outcomes yes and some very good in in sports uh also Mm -hmm. in running or in soccer and uh they 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 were to to competitions They, they 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 took part uh, in competitions and were very successful. And um, that was a nice thing for integration, I thought. Yeah, it's also great you can actually show up and, and cheer them on in those yeah. <laughs> events. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so with the, you know, this couple of years of, of work and a lot of successes, um, it seems like it's, it's really just the start for a lot of folks. But how would you, how would you define integration itself? You know, what, what does it mean for a refugee to be successfully integrated, because you know they can learn the language, um, but then they have to find jobs and. Yes, um, yes, I think uh, uh, to, <laughs> I have no definition of integration because I think integration is a very long process, and um, but I think our help was needed for getting the first step of integration, uh, to learn the language and to find a job. That is most important thing, I think. If they have no no job and no possibility to speak to uh, to German people or to 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 people in Germany, then there is no chance of integration. So these steps must be done, and then it is open. <laughs> because um, the, the 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 refugees sometimes stay in their own group because that is easier for them. And also the the German people stay in their own group because it's easier for them. And uh, to connect and to integrate is always uh, work. And um, not everyone mm-hmm. wants to do this work, but I think it's very that's important. That's a really interesting uh, thought. You know, it's it's sometimes when I hear people talking about integration, the focus is really on the refugee and the expectation for them to learn the language, to immediately become as German as possible. But what you're saying is a lot of the work of integration is building connections between the two groups. Yes. yes. We have uh, the experience from uh, the last decades with uh, Turkish uh, people and uh, other immigrants. And I think um, the, the, the integration doesn't work if you are not open on both sides. If you're not open, there's no possibility for one group to get connected to the other group. And um, yeah, that's why both groups have to work on it. That makes a lot of sense. So yeah, that, I, thanks for answering that question. That's a, that's a tough one because integration really is a loaded, <laughs> a loaded term. Yeah, the, 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 the society is, is changing through this influence. 
we, we are getting more international and uh, we should uh, be active in, in this change, not passive. Yeah. Yeah. So what, so what is the next step then? What is the best way to, um, to be active and what type of work do you think is really important for um, integration to, to happen? Are there other programs that you can think of that you think, man, they do really good work or something like that? I, I know a project in Potsdam where people from different countries um, are playing theater, uh, drama. They make drama together. Mm. They play um, very classic things from Shakespeare or other classic authors together in, in different languages, in, in two or three languages in the same performance. And, and that works. That's really, uh, really funny. Uh, I, I saw that in, in Potsdam, yeah. And so I think um, cultural projects are very good in for integration, communication in every way. <laughs> the communication projects, uh, I don't know, I have no other um, examples, but I think cultural things are very helpful, very good, very good area. Yeah, in, in the newspaper, there are some authors who are writing regularly uh, about their experiences in Germany, especially in Berlin. I am reading a newspaper from Berlin. Uh, there's one he's very good in in comparing his own perspective with a German perspective, and and uh, it's always uh, with a kind of humor. It's always funny. And I think, yeah, this dedicated people for, for communication and for arts are very very good yeah uh, then the last question um that i had written down for us is uh if you have any other lessons or anything that you think is really important um for for the type of work that you did and what is really important mm. yeah what else did you what did you learn that you thought was just a really valuable lesson uh, yeah there are experiences um if you are open and friendly uh you have a big big chance to help people to get friendship uh, with them and uh, to promote them uh, finding a place here in germany um but sometimes um they they have problems to get in here because they worry about the family or other things could not uh, cannot uh, concentrate and 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 then you have some sometimes frustrating experiences and you should not give up <laughs> although it's sometimes frustrating you should uh, care for yourself that you should knew your your boundary boundaries of um, of what can you what you can do that you don't get too exhausted i'm not sure if i do uh, these boundaries <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i i'm really at i really admire people who who make that over years and they are still motivated and have power and yeah. yeah, no, the, I, it's a lot easier to look back and and say the, about talk about the boundaries and things like that. It's yes. sometimes a hard lesson to learn. I, I can speak from experience okay. myself. <laughs> okay. 
yeah. Yeah. So the people in Falkensee, I think they <laughs> they have a lot of power, uh, and some some people in our initiative they also have a lot of power. Yeah, there's still some people active, um, helping out as they can. Yeah, there are some people still active. They ha have their friendships, their contacts, and they help uh, still um, finding flats or jobs um, and are helping to keep the refugees motivated to, to, to find their way he here in Germany. It's always a long way and uh, not always successful and it's not so easy for a lot of refugees if they don't get their permission to stay here or yeah but i think that's a definite definite success is just that you've built um a, you know a community of people who even if you're not organized right now are still really helpful mm -hmm. and and know you know have all this experience now and and can be helpful for new newcomers yeah i i'm glad that i did that and um I uh, don't want to miss this experience, um, but um, after two years, I, I I was ill, not because of the work, but um, yeah. Yeah, life. Yeah, life happens. Life happens. Yeah, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> well, are you are you better now? I hope that your your health is well. Yes, yes, yes. I'm now uh, healthy again, and uh, all this. That's good. Well, congratulations, yeah, on many years of really good work. And I think you've probably built a, a great legacy in, in Dalgo and the community with all the people who are still active. Yes, I think it was a good good thing, good work. And um, uh, still the workshop, the, the bicycle workshop is still working. And, <laughs> That's uh, great. Yeah, and uh, we also spent money for a bicycle workshop in Premnitz, where some refugees are now, or a lot of them uh, are now. And um, yeah, I like this practical help because it is, to do something is, is really motivating. Um, not only waiting for permission or something like that, uh, but do something practical is also helpful. Okay. Well, I don't want to um, keep you too long. I know it's Friday. and Oh, no, no I problem. Mean... <laughs> no, uh, there's enough time. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, so I'm. I hope that is um, helpful. Uh, has been helpful for you and. Um... Very much so. Okay, thank you, and um, have a great weekend. Same to you. Take care. Thank you. Bye bye. So that's it for my conversation with Elizabeth. Please don't forget to subscribe on your way out. And if you want to learn more about Willkommen in Dalgo and the things that they accomplished, just visit the companion page for this episode at www.integrationforeveryone.com forward slash Dalgo. That's spelled D-A-L-L-G-O-W. As usual, I have links to the website and their social media pages. One thing I actually hope for with this podcast is that if you find one of these stories compelling and want to reach out to an organization like Willkommen in Dalgo, that you can actually do that especially if you're trying to do something similar to help refugees in your community. I made this podcast because I didn't want for people to think that language was a barrier to connecting to other organizations, even overseas, and sharing ideas. Please share your thoughts with me as well. I'd love to get suggestions and thoughts on the episode and on future episodes. Email me at feedback at integrationforeveryone.com or find me on Twitter at ifepodcast. 
Thank you to Elizabeth for her great work and for speaking with me. And I also want to say thank you to the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation and Social Science Works. These are two organizations that support my work on this podcast. So with that, look forward to you joining me again next time. And until then, take care.